In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Tokenet Radio, Toki Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with a very swell, svelte, sweaty, but svelte, <laughs> Christy Holly, because the kids are back in school, and what does that mean at 830? That means that we are going to... We are going to walk the canyon. We are going to hike the canyon. Now, for those of you not living in sunny, warm Southern California, we live in a very mountainous area. And, Christy, you hiked a good – you hiked a lot yesterday. I did, and I didn't – Seven miles. Yep, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Just saying. I didn't – it wasn't on purpose. I wanted to just do five, (laughs) and then it ended up being seven and a half. Now, why is that? I mean, you know, you have your pedometer, and I have walked yes. with you. Um, we'll tell about our walking at night with headlamps <laughs> <laughs> later on. Later on. I, you know what? I was just, I, I didn't want to do it, and I called you to see if you wanted to go with me, and I couldn't. I was at the grocery store. I, I couldn't get a hold of you, so I made myself go. You did. And um, and you texted me you were the slowest hiker ever. <laughs> I know. I might as well been going backwards. <laughs> I swear. Yes, because it was. It ended up getting warmer earlier than I anticipated. I am sunburned. And you were wearing all black well, because we want to absorb as much heat as possible when we're uniform. hiking. That's yes. Right. <laughs> I wanted to look so skinny. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, I went up the hills, and I <clears throat> I do like a challenge when I go walking or exercise. So I see the steepest hill, and I want to go up it, and then I want to go back down it. But this time, I just I got confused, and I also saw hills that I wanted to go up that seemed very steep, and they were <laughs> they really were. steep. I mean, I had to literally at some points like lean my front of my body forward to get my legs to move. I mean, it was. Yeah, they're steep. It was pretty torturous, I have to say. I'm so glad I wasn't and there. And I was so salty. I mean, Were I don't know really? what that means exactly, but, yeah, I mean, I was like an... You're ready to have a heart attack, I guess. We should get know. Rona on here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I was so sweaty. I was, I was, I mean, I might as well have been marinating in the ocean. <laughs> I swear. But you had plenty of water, right? Um, well, I, ha- I had a big jug of it, and I totally, like, ran out on the very bottom of your street, which is not, you know, it's, yeah, it's quite kind of winding. Time. And I stopped at your um, your parents' old house just to see if maybe they, <laughs> turned, out on the maybe they turned the water back on <laughs> by any slim, like, chance. Nope. I mean, no. no. I mean, I walked all the way over there. <laughs> I was 
So anyhow, but... Well, I am very proud of you because that's the second walk. I was able to join you on your first walk this of the fall because it's too mm-hmm. hot in the summer to, to hike here. But now we're getting into fall, so it's really good. And um, i got to tell you, though, I was sore from that hike the two of us took. I mean, that, you know, it's a it's a whole different muscle group. Even though I go to the gym like four or five times a week, it's it, it was daunting. I know. it was. I was sore, too, from my hips. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, and even there, I like there was a guy that told me there was dogs, loose dogs at the bottom where I was about to go. And I was thinking, well, I'm gonna have to get eaten because I can't run. I, I had no energy. <laughs> I was like, I looked back up the hill, thinking, well, uh, well, okay. the dogs could just like bite my midsection, <laughs> the know, back please. of my thighs, know. you know, <laughs> under <laughs> my arms, and get that little bit of skin there, yeah. you know, each side, <laughs> liposuction by canine. <laughs> For free. For free. You would just, yeah. Well, but, you know, it's good that the kids are back in school, but it's very, very stressful. You know, that first, like, oh. 10 days of school, because, you know, we have to adjust. We've got to adjust getting them up and out in the morning and then getting lunches made and backpacks and school supplies. It's a lot. And then they're stressed out. My kids were bonkers last week. Yeah, mine were, well, it's a, it's a big adjustment. I mean, and to get them to bed on time so they can get up early. And my kids were, they're having a hard time adjusting as well. Yeah. Well, Wacky had his first day of school at five years old, my son Zachary, and he was very, very terrified the first day. He was scared to death. Surprising because he's a commanding little guy. I, mean, I know. He just knows what he wants and he wants to be around kids. Right, he's Napoleon. He's a little dictator, but for <laughs> some reason, showing up at school freaked him out. And then he came home. I picked him up at three o'clock and I'm like, "Hi, honey, how was school today?" And he goes, "Great." He's like, "I'm done." Like, what do you mean you're done? He's like, "Yeah, I went to school. Now I'm done." He goes, "I, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't have to do it anymore because I only have to try things once." Like, you know, well, that only relates to food. <laughs> He's like, "What is that book? I learned everything I need to know in kindergarten <laughs> for one day." <laughs> That's your son. That is. That is. But yeah, it's been stressful um, to get that adjustment back, and you know, and, and even you know, it's like it's just an adjustment, and you know, and Zach was so funny because he looked at me and goes, "Mom." I had to sit in my seat all day. <laughs> and I said, you couldn't get it up at all? He goes, well, for recess and lunch. That's but a long day. He's not used to no, that. No, he's not. I mean, I would have a hard time with that. Absolutely. You know, can you imagine you or me, you know, or Rick or Doris going and saying, we got to sit in this chair for eight hours? Yeah. No. Yeah, not going to happen. No. Not going to happen, um, but we're going to um, we're going to have a great show today because we have a guest uh, who's the author of the book "School Is Where the Home Is" and it's eighty hundred and eighty devotions for parents. I didn't even know what a devotion was until I looked at the book. Did you? No, no. Me. I usually just call them calls for help. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, oh my god, I can't take care of my kids for one minute longer. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's hard. It's rough. It is rough. Parenting is difficult. Uh, no matter who you are, it is. Yeah. Or what you're going through. Yeah. Right. It just doesn't doesn't get any easier. Well, we have some interesting uh, news from Doris in her motherhood minute, and it actually has historical significance. Which I got to tell you, the funniest thing about historical significance, I hated history. I hated it and 
you know, when it was social studies and kindergarten, you know, through sixth grade, I didn't like it in uh, seventh and eighth grade where we learned all the explorers, and I only learned the 13 colonies, stuff like that. But I really disliked it in high school. And then what's funny now is, you know, I have, I do work for the History Channel, we do work for the History Project, <laughs> you know, or writing these, you know, editing these books with my company for Hitler, Stalin, and Mohammed. You know, it's like I couldn't, you know, swing a dead cat around my office without hitting some historical thing. But this one is actually pretty cool, and it's a fundraiser. Um, and it, you know, we talked about it yesterday on my sister's show, which is Military Mom Talk Radio. But I'm going to bring Doris on right now to talk about Doris. What are they doing with the uh, Wounded Warriors uh, project? Yes, here I am. Hi, Sandra and Christy. Hey, Hello. Uh, hi. Anyway, uh, you're right. I did report on this on your other famous show, Military Mom Talk Radio, and. Um, we thought it was worth reporting for this show because I'm sure some of your listeners have friends and relatives that are in the military and would be interested in this type of story. So anyway, um, it has to do with our friends at O'Reilly uh, at the O'Reilly Factor at Fox News, and they've teamed up with the Wounded Warriors Project for this big money-raising auction. And what uh, Bill O'Reilly and his people, they're always looking for ways to raise money for our troops and families, which is, you know, a fabulous thing. And um, O'Reilly has already raised over a million dollars for the Fisher House, and you had said yesterday that you were aware of that project. Yeah, Fisher House is people. where the soldiers, when they're when they're when they're going through the recovery process, their families can stay, and they're these stay. really nice, you know, places yes. where people can go near yes. the base hospital or near the hospital. So they're a really good organization. Yeah, and he just, like I said, just raised over a million dollars for that Fisher House uh, project. So anyway, this particular uh, fundraiser is a real head spinner. Bill has uh, gotten the five living presidents, which is President. Carter, both of the Bush presidents, President Bill Clinton and President Obama, to sign three of the Wounded Warrior logo posters. Now, his group, O'Reilly's group, has researched this project, and as far as they're concerned, there is no document that has five of these signatures all together, which makes this a historical piece. So anyway, uh, the auction's already going. And I just checked it out this morning. It's up to forty-six thousand uh, wow. dollars for the for the one poster, and that particular auction is going to end uh, uh, September twenty-six, and they're gonna, going to announce the uh, winner of the auction on the O'Reilly Factor on Fox News. Now, these people know the Wounded Warrior and the O'Reilly people know that the average person cannot get involved in this auction, obviously. You mean you don't have $45,000 laying around to, I think or you do, to pay? I think you do, Sandra, but I know I don't. <laughs> you know, it'll be 47 by the time you bid for shipping. <laughs> right. 47000 was shipping and handling. They had an extra $3.95. Right, but, there you go. But anyway, what they've done so that they can appeal to, you know, us everyday people is that they've, uh, they've made up beautiful facsimiles of the poster. So, so if you want the cheapo version. Yes, for the common person. And so that for $25 yes. or more, we can get in and get one of those posters so that we can have it, you know, in our own homes. Now, I just, I didn't have this information yesterday because all of this just started, but I checked on this also um uh, no, actually, I heard it on the news. But anyway, uh, they, this particular part of the auction, the $25 part, 
they have already raised $72,000. Wow, that is great, Doris. i got to cut you off because we okay. got to go to commercial okay. break. BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. You guys can check it out for the common people like me and Christy and yes. Doris and Rick who don't have a hope in hell. Of... How about you order it and I'll take a picture with my camera. Oh, oh my God. So that's, the, that's the even cheaper version <laughs> of the cheap facsimile. Yes, just, just saying. Or we could just cough up 25 bucks towards, you know, Bill O'Reilly's cause that's for true. wounded okay. warriors. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Because I, I wouldn't want that hanging in my house. I mean, got to be honest with you, i got enough flags. got that Iraq flag from the troops in Mosul that was sent to us. Two American flags, you know, people are going to think this is a military household. Oh, well, I guess it is. I know. <laughs> I guess it is. Well, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly, and we'll be with Anita Melot after the break. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio. Giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website, and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible? Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen. And listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holland. This is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky bought us our motherhood minute. And that was what, BillOReilly.com, Doris? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we got to go there and cough up 25 bucks for a good cause. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, after you've paid for the, what is it, the uh, Scholastic Book Fair 
the music program, <laughs> soccer shoes. What else did we have? Well, there's a whole supplies. giant envelope full of fun things. Oh, did you get that envelope of crap from the I school? I got three of them. I have three oh, kids and I got three of them. Parker <laughs> brought it home two times. You know, like, uh, there was not one thing in that school fundraiser stuff that I wanted. I mean, it was just crap. Yeah, not me either. Yeah, uh, it's like no wonder we're fat Americans. I mean, there was like, you know, chocolates and I would never pizza. order chocolate from... Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my soapbox right now because okay. here's the thing okay. that I that I object to with fundraising. Now you know me, I'm very philanthropic. I give a lot to charity. I volunteer yes. for a lot of charities. Yes. I do write a check to our local school in lieu of buying all this stuff that I don't want because it's overpriced. And where does all that money go to? It goes to the product, to the manufacturers, and that only a very small portion of it goes to the school. So I'm sure I'm gonna get a lot of hate mail for this. But no, I don't. I think this is good information. I would rather give a check to the school, write write to the school district right to the school or even two years ago I bought a printer I brought last year I brought uh, scissors uh, toner cartridges and a uh, paper cutter mm-hmm. and then the first year I forget what I bought but it was a bunch of things from staples that the school needed that wasn't in their budget that at least I know every dollar is going to the school district and not to some third-party company who's making a donation on their behalf. So I'm spending ten dollars to give to and getting some. You know, what did they? The only thing I even remotely liked was the uh, whisk with the egghead on it. You know, because it was funny, <laughs> but it was like thirteen dollars. Yep. Yep. Now they have like, ones with cows on them. Right. And you know what? I can go to Ross and get the same thing for three bucks. I can still make a ten dollar donation to the school and break even. Right. But that's not the point. Yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna buzz in right now to to encourage moms listening today to not buy the crap that the school is selling, but to make a donation or to go to the principal's office and say what is it you need, and that way 100 percent of it goes to your kids. That's school. right, and not I divide it among the schools in the district. Yep. It goes directly to your child. You right, and for me, I, I, I did it right to the classroom. I went in. The teacher had, you know, two printers. I'm like, what are the toner cartridges numbers? You know, that will help them out. You know, reams of paper, scissors, you know, different things, glue sticks, all these things that add up. Um, to me, I would rather do that and feel more in control of my hard-earned money and where I choose to give it. Absolutely. I agree with yes. you. Yes. The mean old motherhood talk radio. <laughs> well, it just makes sense. I think so. Just saying. Just saying. So, okay, we have a guest today, Christy, after my soapbox, and she is the author of School is Where the Home Is. And now we have not had a homeschooling show on here, but we have teased Rick, our segment producer, pretty much unmercifully uh, for his homeschool uh, experience, you know, because that's what we do here. Um, But uh, this book is called School is Where the Home Is, 180 Devotions for Parents. Now, I didn't know what a devotion was, so I looked it up on the Internet. And? Well, Devotion Vodka came up. (laughs) It says, get devoted to to Devotion Vodka. Seriously, that's what came up. But what they do for Devotion um, Vodka is that they, they of course, tell us how to pronounce it, because clearly in the United States we're illiterate and we can't read the word devotion. Um, Which if we were homeschooled, (laughs) maybe we could. That's right. Um, But uh, it means commitment, dedication, and determination. I got to tell you, I got nothing. I got nothing out of the title. I got nothing out of the devotion. So I think we should have the author explain to us what these things are. Yes, please. What do you think? Absolutely. Anita, are you with us today? Hello. Yeah, not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Hi, Anita. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you, Sandra, Christy, and Doris. Good to oh, be here. We're so glad to have you. Okay, what's a devotion? A devotional. Oh, a devotional. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a little inspirational story to give parents a lift during their day. Based on scripture, it can be an anecdotal story, but it kind of, it's something that inspires and encourages parents to keep going. Which I think is parents we need a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially if you homeschool, I think. (laughs) Now, in your homeschooling, you're stuck with your kids. I mean, I say that in the most loving way possible. (laughs) But you're stuck with your kid 24-7. How is that? Not that... In the most loving way. How is that? (laughs) Well, there's good and bad. (laughs) The good thing is it helps with relationship building. The bad thing is some days I want to tear my hair out. (laughs) Thank you. I know. I just wanted to hear you say that. I'm honest. What can I say? (laughs) Well, good. But that's a beautiful thing because Christy and I live in a community. It's a very heavily Christian-based community where there's a lot of kids homeschooled. And a lot of times, to be fair, Christy, the moms walk around like, well, first of all, they're God's gift, you know, to, you know, raising children. And, you know, Christy and I look at each other and go, I want to kill my kid. Yeah, I want to kill my kid, too. And we really don't want to kill them. But raising kids is difficult. It is. And then educating them and not being able to hand them over to the school district (laughs) for a little bit of relief is (laughs) difficult, too. I agree. But, you know, I think each family has to, you know, decide what works for their family. And I see nothing wrong with someone needing to go to school, whether public or private. In fact, my little one just started preschool a couple of weeks ago. She's attending a preschool, and it's good for her because she's just a little tornado, (laughs) and I can't cope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I love that you give permission to moms, like, because this is my beef, and Christy, I don't know if you, you feel the same, but my beef is, the mother should be able to decide what's best for her kids. So if you oh. think homeschooling is best or you think, you know, cottage schools or, you know, there's a whole bunch of different types of education or homeschooling, I mean, or a variety of the two, that should be your prerogative to do that without judgment. Right. Yes, exactly. But because we don't you know, hear that a lot. <laughs> well, I guess some people have called me a, an uncommitted homeschooler. <laughs> <laughs> I say that, <laughs> but it's the truth. I, I believe God created everyone unique, and one size doesn't fit all. So you see what works for your family and for each child and their personalities and learning styles, and go with that. And there's no condemnation, no judgment, if you don't homeschool. Now, do you have you have two children? I do. And do you find that there do they do your kids need different educational uh, environments to thrive? Yes, my older girl, whom I have homeschooled since, since kindergarten, loves to be homeschooled, and her learning style is more classical in the sense she loves to read, she loves the narrative form of study, and so homeschooling kind of suits her temperament as well. My younger one. She's just a bundle of energy. She's a tornado. She's a feisty little thing. And frankly, I can't cope with her. She will not sit down. She will not listen to me. She just needs to be with people all the time, and homeschooling doesn't help her with that. 
See, and that to me is so amazing because a lot of parents choose kind of the cookie-cutter approach, one-size-fits-all for all kids that come through the system. And, you know, you recognize that your kids have different needs because I'm looking at Christy and she's looking at me and I'm like, Max would be really good being homeschooled, my older son, because mm-hmm. he does. He's kind of off to himself. He really he gets overwhelmed when there's a lot of people. He's exhausted from school at the end of the day because of the social interaction, not the work. And then my little one, Zachary, who we call Wacky, I mean, oh, this summer, Anita, I, you know, <laughs> it was bad. It was, it was bad. It was bad. If, if, if Rick wasn't working here to, you know, to, to relieve me of some of that, you know, it was going to be go time, and it would be a 40-year-old <laughs> versus a 5-year-old. And honestly, I can't tell you who was going to win. <laughs> you know, this is funny, but my husband told me, he said, you know, Anita, I think you really should put the little one in preschool. And I thought, I'm a homeschooling mom. How do I do that? (laughs) (laughs) And so eventually I landed up at the preschool and registered the little one. And I registered her for the two-day-a-week program. The first day I dropped her off and she came back, woke up the next morning, and she had a meltdown because she wasn't going to school that day. (laughs) (laughs) She's in five days probably. Yep, she's in five days now, right? <laughs> and this morning we were having our prayer time before I took her to preschool. And I was like, Lord, please keep Asha safe at preschool. And she's like, yeah, go to school. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh. But, you know, I think that's really important, Anita, because sometimes I think the, there's like the homeschool contingency and then there's the traditional uh, school contingency, and it's almost like never the twain shall meet. You know, it's like I'm either 100% homeschooling and I don't support the school system and I can do better or I think I can do whatever, whatever their mentality is. And then you've got the other group that's like, you know, this is just not an option for me. And you seem to be juggling in the middle, which I guess that's why you called yourself the non-committed homeschooler. <laughs> well, that's what others have called me. <laughs> and do you agree that with moms it's very competitive with whether you homeschool or not? Um, what do you mean by competitive? Well, I think that each group kind of subtly or not so subtly uh, thinks that their way is completely right and there's some judgment on people who, you know, kind of that for the other team, whether you're a homeschooler that, or not yes. homeschooler. I've seen that, yes. Yeah. Because I think as moms, women are competitive. Yeah. You know, they're competitive about, well, my husband does this and my husband does that and my kids are smarter than your kids. I mean, there was one play group I was in early on when I first moved here, uh, and that was in Northridge. Uh, it wasn't even up here in Acton, which usually I make fun of Acton, but today we'll give it a break. We'll go put it on Northridge. <laughs> Yay! Um, we went to this Mommy and Me thing, and I got in trouble because I made up the own, my own words to the songs because I, I didn't know the songs. And she's like, follow the sheet of paper. And, you know, I didn't. And um, But they were all all about my kid walked earlier than your kid, my kid was diaper trained before your kid, <laughs> my kid had a vocabulary of 512 words by six months old. I mean, it gets bad. Well, that's sad, but I don't think it necessarily needs to be that way. No, no, I think if we, you know, that's what I like about you and what I like about, you know, in in putting together your school is where the home is, that you were quite up front in your marketing about, you know, oh, my gosh, we're going to break. Missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you back after the break. Okay. 
here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. In the healthcare industry today, most of us are left in the dark when our doctors talk to us about our health and wellness. It seems that they don't have enough time to be informative and give us the options we deserve. Are you frustrated with today's medical advice as I am? Join the Medical Insider with Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell as they discuss the insider look at various therapies, medications, supplements, and much, much more. We will bring you the cutting-edge information regarding your health care and how you can take control of your health care decisions by not being fooled but being informed. Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell will be joined by experts in various fields throughout the healthcare industry, and they'll uncover the information that you should know about when it comes time to making those crucial decisions. Don't be fooled. Be informed with the Medical Insider every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. On Toginet, it's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly, and our guest today is Anita Malott, and she wrote the book, School is Where the Home Is, 180 Devotions for Parents. Now, you guys, I want you to check out Motherhood Talk Radio. You can find us on Facebook under Motherhood Talk Radio. You can also pick up old shows. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> you could do this, but you, you won't. I know. You want me to pick on no. you for having the perfect family again? <laughs> Well, Hannah got a bad note sent home to so know. <laughs> did she? Oh, let's talk about that before we go Real back quick. to Anita. Yeah. Real quick. What did she do? Well, she's... Now, Hannah's she eight, was, for those of you playing along at home. She's not happy about it. <laughs> she was crabby when I picked her up yesterday. Um, she's got this paper out. I see her. She gets in the car. And she's just mad. And then I'm like, what is wrong? And she's like, Miss Woman sent home a note. Oh, no. Like, uh-oh. And so it says, Hannah has not been completing her classwork. Is that, has, you know, underlined not, not. Um, is this normal for her? Mm. And I'm like, uh-oh. Well, it it <laughs> might be a little normal because she gets distracted very easily. Mm. And and she says, well, everybody was talking to me at my table, and I couldn't concentrate, and they wouldn't stop talking to me. <laughs> That's what she said. She loses focus. So, Or if she doesn't understand something, 
she, you know, she just doesn't, completely loses any, like, she's not going to do it. God, I wonder where she gets that from. <laughs> I do not know. I do not know, Mother <laughs> Ethel does not fall far from the tree. <laughs> I know. Well, she is like me when I was yes. in school. Like, I had to have quiet. I, I not, see that now. I know. Well, I need... <laughs> I need to concentrate and focus. And if I keep talking to you, you will lose your train of focus. I know. I know. I thought that, well, yeah, that's what happens. Yep, yeah, that's what happens. So we need to figure out how to fix that. But I told her to ignore those kids or, you know, we'll have your seat moved. Yeah, she well, she sits next for... to Max. You know, she sits next to Max and then Chris sits next to her. But I don't know if they're chatty chatterboxes across the way. Well, she was saying the girl, whoever it was, she was you know. Yeah, let's blame that girl. Whoever. Or her fault. I don't know. Why? Well, I, I told the teacher she could move her, I, you know. Yeah. Whatever is going to help with her work, but anyhow. It's hard. Well, I'm sorry Hannah got that note, but, you know, it does make me, like, you know, get. It makes you happy that my poor daughter. It off your back with a smarty life. Daughter is. <sighs> that mess. No, we love Hannah. We love Hannah. Okay, so we're going to get back on focus now, back to our guest, Anita Milot, who's been waiting patiently for us to pay attention to her. Um, <laughs> hey, where can we buy your book? Oh, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all major bookstore book retailers. Okay, so what's it about? Like, and how do you use it? I know it's 180 devotions, so there's 180 inspirations in there for us, like Christy and I. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it basically covers 180 days of the school year because our school year runs for 180 mm-hmm. days. Because I was like, and yeah, 360, I missed a whole year, but 180, <laughs> so you're supposed to read one a day, <laughs> like a vitamin, like it's an emotional vitamin exactly. for parents. Exactly. exactly. Thank you. You're not a marketing company. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, that was the idea, one a day. <laughs> one a day during the school year. And what about for snow days? I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. There's no snow days in the book. We actually do have snow days as homeschoolers. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we have mommies so upstairs in the bathtub day, homeschooling days. <laughs> it was so funny this past year in Atlanta when we got some snow and the city actually shut down. And it happened on a Monday, and my older girl couldn't go to her homeschool classes. And, you know, all these years, I've heard, why can't I have a snow day, Mom? I don't (laughs) like being homeschooled. I want a snow day. And when she got one, she was like, I wish it hadn't been on a day when I had to go to school. (laughs) 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 Kids, I mean... Can't satisfy them either way. Can't. So well, let me ask you: When you talk about like can't satisfy them either way, you know, you you put a lot of your personal life into this book. You know, there's little you know snippets. Like I remember the one about when you're going to India after your dad passed away. I mean, some of them are funny, mm-hmm. some of them are really sad. Um, you know, can can you really win homeschooling? I mean, or is it just like any other thing where it's like there's good days and bad days? For me personally, there are good days and bad days. I don't know about other homeschoolers, but I'll be honest. We have good days and we have bad days. And for me, it's constantly choosing which battle to fight. So what's your biggest battle? Oh, you know, right now, 
I'm working on building a good relationship with my teenager or maintaining open communication. And so when it comes down to should I hand her paper back and tell her to re-edit it, or do I battle with her about cleaning her room? Hmm. Which one do I choose? <laughs> That's true, because so, how do you switch hats from being the teacher to being the mom as opposed to, like, just going, all right, re-edit that document, you know, brush your teeth, clean your room, and, you know, finish that Chaucer poem by tomorrow morning. It's That's hard. a whole it's lot very of hard. instructions. It is. It is. It used to be easier when she was younger because one of the things we did was we had a separate room as a homeschool room. So the minute mommy stepped into that room, mommy was teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These days the boundaries aren't that clear cut <laughs> because I'm constantly switching hats. Uh, it, it's it's hard, but now, it's also good. Do you find, you know, when you talk about the constantly switching hats, you've got an older daughter now, so she probably works more independently. So you're doing other things, like you might be cooking dinner in the kitchen or folding laundry or doing something like that. So she's still in homeschool mode while you're back in mom mode. How does that work? We actually developed a little system last year because we decided, and she wanted on her own to become more independent with learning and school. So we kind of check in with each other before and after each subject hour. For example, if she's doing Latin first thing in the morning, I go over what she's supposed to do during that hour, and then she goes up to her room, and she works on her Latin, comes back down again, and then we, I, I, I review her flashcards or check her translations, make sure she knows her declensions, that kind of thing. That, that's the system we have. So that whole keeps both of us accountable. I know what's going on, and, you know, she make, I make sure her work is done. And in between that, I can do stuff around the house or when my toddler's at home. I mean, it's a blur then. Yeah. <laughs> she constantly wants attention. And she's jumping on my lap and pulling books down and, you know, the markers are gone and she's scribbling on the wall and, you know, <laughs> usual stuff. Right, being everything the toddler. So why did you write this book? You know, why? I mean, you're clearly busy. You've got a toddler. You've got a teen. You're homeschooling. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, like you have time to write a book. You write a book. You write a good book. It's available everywhere. Why did you write this? A fit of insanity. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, I homeschooled. This is my ninth year of homeschooling. And I homeschooled for four years before we moved to Atlanta. When we moved to Atlanta, there was a huge homeschooling community here. And I was able to plug into what they called encouragement groups. And so I attended my first homeschool encouragement meeting about five years ago, and I was just so heartened and encouraged by being with other homeschooling parents because I realized my child wasn't the only one who looked out the window and was doodling. (laughs) Mine wasn't the only one who didn't want to do chores. And, you know, there was a synergy about being with other parents on a similar journey. And so I started thinking about, you know, what if it, how would it be to have a book that offered inspiration or encouragement for each homeschool day? And that's how it began. So when you put this book together, how did you know what scripture 
things to put in there. I mean, you, I can get, like, you know, Chrissy and I could write devotions on how to get through the day. We could be like, get up, just keep doing it. <laughs> just do it. You know, but how did you, how did you know to pull in all the, the, the scripture stuff? Well, I think a lot of prayer and just reading the Bible and verses would kind of come out at me. Ah. Praying, ideas of concordance, and just, yeah. So why are most Christian families make up the majority of homeschoolers? I don't really see other groups of people homeschooling. I see a lot of Christians, you know, kind of filling up that homeschool category. Why is well, that? I, I don't know. I mean, I can only speak from my perspective. And we, you know, I had no idea. I had no desire to homeschool. It was the furthest thing from my mind. And after we had our older girl, I mean, I was going to go back go back to my career and somehow my husband and I just had the sense that we needed to homeschool and so all I can say is it's a faith-based decision just a calling or a sense of this is where what God has for your family right now and on the other hand as my daughter tells me my older girl tells me mom if God really wants you to homeschool the little one he'll have to write it on the wall (laughs) (laughs) so he really would have to you know in bold capital letters big bold big big capital letters yeah because there's a lot of social interaction uh that happens in school like i think of you know getting valentines on valentine's day and you know a lot of different we yeah we have homeschool co-ops or homeschool groups that get together once a week so kids have that social interaction in fact we're part of a group called classical conversations where my older girl is in a classroom setting once a week with a tutor and you know a dozen other kids and the tutor sets them up with work for the remaining week but there's a lot of socialization and social activities at least from what our experience has been and i think my husband and i were conscious of the socialization issue and we made more of an attempt to engage our daughter in group activities does that make sense that does. That does. I need to take us to commercial break. Our guest today is Anita Malat. She is the author of School is Where the Home Is, 180 Devotions for Parents. Uh, there's 180 of them to represent each day of the school year. Um, they don't have to be for uh, just homeschooling. They can be for really any parent um, that is involved with their kids' activities and involved with their kids' education. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about devotions for parents. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. 
This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Back, and I'm here with Christy Holly. Christy? Yes? You're going to homeschool your kids next year. What would you do if I told you that? <laughs> I would die. I would die because I would, I would go crazy probably. Um, but you have some good questions for Anita, who is our guest today. She's the author of School is Where the Home Is, 180 Devotions for Parents, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, you can check her out at Anita Malott, and that's spelled M-E-L-L-O-T-T.com. So, Christy, you have a question. Well, first of all, I would like to say that I admire anyone who would take on the responsibility of homeschooling their kids because I... I would be, for me, I would be so scared that I would miss something or something critical and they're, you know, miss something that they would, they right, need right. to absolutely have in their, you know, in their lives. Um, but what I want to know is what is a typical day like of homeschooling? Like, is it, do you guys wake up at 8 o'clock? Does she go to school at 9? I mean, does she have a little does she get break? Dressed? Does she get dressed? Does she, I mean, what is it, I mean, what is it really like a typical day? I'd, Okay. Well, first of all, Christy, I can completely identify with those concerns about missing something in your child's education because <laughs> that's the way I felt and I still feel. And, you know, homeschooling at least offers so many different options for curriculum and support. You can, there are what we call hybrid schools where the child can go to a school kind of environment three days a week and be home two days a week. There are satellite programs, all kinds of different things to help the homeschool parent make sure the child has a rounded education. In terms of our typical school day, we usually start school around 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
And that's typically what's worked for us in terms of my daughter learns well first thing in the morning. <laughs> if I wait till later in the day, she's just busy with other things then. We tend to function more on a more formal type of school day. We uh-huh. have um, an hour per subject, depending on how much she needs. And, you know, there's flexibility in that. If she needs more time to work through math, then we have a cushion for that. We typically go from about 8, 8.30 in the morning to about 2.30 in the afternoon. Some, some days she needs more time, depending on the amount of work she has. We'll break for about a half hour for lunch in between, and then we're busy with her activities, piano, basketball, whatever. Well, what religion, or what, not what religion, what do you, what subjects do you typically teach? Is it something that's suggested by your state? How does that work? I mean, is there, are there guidelines that you have to use, or do you have to take special tests? you know, for the state to determine if she's passed a grade? I mean, I don't Georgia understand. Has, yeah, Georgia has certain um, rules in place. Mm-hmm. The first thing you need to do is to um, send a letter to the superintendent of education that's called the letter of intent to homeschool. And then you have to submit a monthly in- attendance report to them. And you have to complete 180 days of school. And they have a certain grade level where you have to administer a standardized test. I give my child a standardized test every year just to make sure I know what's going on with her, to find areas that may need more work or not. So that keeps me accountable. So when you, you know, talk about being accountable, um, like what is your responsibility load with, this stuff. It's like if your kid, if your kid fails, do you fail? I mean, do they make you well, take I think them it's back hard to school? I think it's hard to separate the two because, yeah, if my kid fails, then of course I'm going to feel like a failure. Good grief, I'm the mom and the teacher. You know, <laughs> so it's hard to separate the two. But you know, there are so many different curriculum options available. Some are, you know, curriculum, what we call curriculum in a box, where you can literally get everything you need for your whole home school year, depending on what grade level. You've got your teacher's plans, your whole schedule for each day, and the 36 weeks of your school year. Everything's planned and given to you. You just teach. Some parents use an approach where they have DVD, a DVD curriculum. You put, put, put the DVD in, and lo and behold, there's your teacher who teaches. No, that would be too bad. What about can you <laughs> plug them into a computer once they're old enough? Are there online homeschools where you can yes, just like plug are. them in they're and then, you know feed them, bathe them, and plug them back in? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are virtual academies where you um, kids can connect with each other and the teacher in a virtual classroom. There are all kinds of options available. Well, I know there's distance learning programs that are used with some of our military kids, you know, who are bouncing around the, you know, the world and um, all these different educational things. Like, how is it regulated? You know, do you have a state exam at the end of the year? Is there some, like, homeschool test, like, nine you have to pass before you go on no. to the next level? Like I said, like I said, Georgia says that at certain grade levels, 
you need to administer to your children a standardized test. That could be the Iowa test, the basic schools, the Stanford test, whatever. As long as your child, you have those scores from the standardized tests and keep them on file. I don't know what other states require because I don't live there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, we're going to say like New York and California. I know New York and California have a lot of standardized tests. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about the homeschool. Uh, hey, Chim Chim over there, did you have to take standardized tests? Yes, yes. Rick Swanson, who is handling the nodding of the head, saying, yes, there are standardized tests here. Iowa testing, he said, so the same thing, the mm-hmm. same thing. Anita, what do you think is the best thing about homeschooling? For me, it's time with my kids. Because you don't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it's a little too much. But here, the time with this kid. The time with this, this kid. kid. The little one got the punarooski well, right into preschool. I think what what I enjoy about it is it gives me time to build relationships. You know, for me, I just feel, especially dealing with a degenerative um, autoimmune disorder right now, you know, life is short. And the moments we can capture with our family are what make memories. And well, so, we tease you a lot, Anita. We've teased you. have been such a good sport today on the show, you know, and you've got a great sense of humor. So, you know, we totally dig that over here. Um, but let's talk a little bit about you, your condition, and um, it, it, was that a big factor in deciding to homeschool? No, because it's something that it's just a recent diagnosis. I've been struggling with an eye problem called iritis for about two years now, and it, that that was a manifestation of some kind of inflammation in my body, and apparently the inflammation is all over my body right now. So I'm taking chemotherapy medication to help cur- curb that inflammation, but then I have the side effects of chemo in addition. Oh. So it's, it's, been, it's been a rough couple of months. Well, you know what? We're sending you lots of healing energy and, oh, you know, lots you. of well wishes. And, um, you know, everybody listening in today, get out that devotional book she wrote, read it so she can pay her chemo medication. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that really adds up. <sighs> I know, Doris. You know I have to come up with some really, really insensitive off-color things yes, for every show. Yes. <laughs> so what would your advice be, Anita, for uh, somebody thinking about homeschooling, like Christy and I, who have no idea what we're doing raising children as a, as a general rule, right? <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> it's one of those things you learn as you go along, right? What would be your best advice for one of the moms listening today who's considering homeschooling? Well, I would say, you know, connect with another homeschooler if you can because they have a wealth of information. Um, there are several companies out there that are homeschool curriculum companies, Abeka, Sunlight, um, read Charlotte Mason's book, Susan Wise Bauer's book. Um, check out classicalconversations.com and the classical approach to homeschooling. And, you know, don't be overwhelmed. It can be very overwhelming when you think about, you know, being in charge of your child's education. But, you know, Rome wasn't built overnight. And I think as you keep going in homeschooling, things get a little better. 
because there are so many people around to come alongside of you to give you advice and suggestions and to learn from one another. Now, when you look at this homeschool stuff, like, I don't know about you, I look at my kid, you know, he's in third grade, he brought home this homework, I taught him how to do it wrong, I thought it was right. Um, <laughs> how do you handle, I don't know what you're doing in your homework, but somehow I'm supposed to instruct you, grade you, and push you to the next level. Right. Especially for those of us well, who are math challenged. Yes, especially those of us. Well, I, I'm I'm very honest with my kids. And if there's something I don't know, I tell them. And we go and research it together. Um, this year, somebody else is teaching my daughter math simply because my daughter was asking me questions that I couldn't answer. Why is A times B A B? But why? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yes, why that's that's a that's damn good question. Memorize it. You know? <laughs> so we, we're paying for a math tutor right now who can explain those a lot better than I do. I have a question for you. And we got two minutes, so make okay. it quick. Well, I want to know what role does your husband play in this? How does he help you out? Because you're doing an awful lot during the day. Like, does he relieve you of. Can I make a sound effect? Yes, please. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to know. <laughs> well, I want to know what, how he relieves or what. Does he help you with the homeschooling? Do, or is that just solely you or, or what? He helps. He is a huge support. Um, he come, when he comes home, he kind of takes over with the kids and gives me a bit of a break. There are days when I'll meet him at the door and say, okay, they're all yours, and walk out the door. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> it has happened, and it will happen. <laughs> you know, Last week um, I was in Toronto for some interviews, and he took over. He took a couple days off work, and he stayed home with the kids and was Super mom, super dad. What's his name? Call it. Jim. Jim. Yeah. So, and you know. You know what? I hate when... to cut you off. I got to take us out of the show. My name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky, who brings us our Motherhood Minute. Our guest today was Anita Malott. You can check out her website, Anita Malott, M E L L O T T dot com. She's the author of School is where the home is, 180 devotions for parents. We're going to thank Jim, her husband, for supporting her, even though I made that sound effect. Come back next week and we'll have another guest. She's written a book about salsa and spirituality. My name is Sandra Beck, and we will catch you next week. Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly on Toginet.com. Join us every Tuesday as we 